Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bliss Goddess Podcast. I am your host, Shanice Jones, and I am back today with another episode, which is episode four. So today is Sunday. We gonna have a weekend, you know, filled with football. You know, playoffs did start. The wild card did start this week. And right now we are, you know, around the time where the final game is starting to come on this final Sunday. And then tomorrow, of course, you know, we have the um, college football championship, national championship game. And so since we are talking about football, um, I did have like a, you know, order of topics that, you know, I want to talk about every single um, week or whatever. But anytime I see something that stands out to me and it's something that it's kind of like, okay, I have to get on this. I have to talk about this because this needs to be talked about. And so that is where today's episode came from. It came from a report that was dropped last week and then another report that was dropped yesterday. And it's only right that I um, touch basis on this topic because I think it's very, 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 a very, very hot topic. And it's also, you know, something that I think a lot of people are kind of scared of, especially like the fans of this particular team. But before I get started, I just want to go, you know, go ahead and thank everyone for coming back and listening to me. Whether you are listening on Anchor, on um, Apple Podcasts, and also my personal YouTube channel. And also, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Bliss Goddess. And then we can go ahead and shop all of our merchandise that we have and also, you know, see the content that we post on our social media and different things like that. So we're going to go ahead and get started with today's episode. Episode is going to be about all of this that has been going on with Deshaun Watson. There was a report that came out last week that said that Deshaun Watson was unhappy with the Texans and that he was furious about the signing of the Texans' new general manager, Nick Castillo, I believe that's his name, Nick Casario, Nick Casario. And then there was another report that came out that said that he may request a trade because of his unhappiness with the Texans' organization. So apparently Deshaun Watson was promised that he was going to be um, in the talks, you know, with the owner, Kevin McNair, regarding the um, hiring of the new general manager. Because if, if you did not know, the Texans did get rid of their general manager and their head coach. So Deshaun Watson was promised that he was going to be brought in to help them decide who they wanted to bring in or general manager, and also give his insight and his, you know, different um, hesitance that he had about who they were considering, different things like that. So apparently that didn't happen, and the Texans went ahead and hired Nick Casero without Deshaun Jackson's input. Um, This caused Watson to... Did I say Deshaun Jackson? I mean Deshaun Watson. There's a lot of Deshauns in this um, football league. 
Um, so this caused Deshaun Watson to be very upset because he feels like, okay, I am the quarterback. I am the franchise player of this team. I should have some type of input on what it is that I want my team to look like. Yes, you have your owners and all of that, but at the end of the day, the quarterbacks play a huge role in this because this is their team. So whatever they want to happen, if these teams want these players there, they need to make it happen. And there's no excuse about that. And to especially see what the Texans went through this season, finishing the season 4-12, and 12, they literally lost the rest of their games. They haven't won a game since, what, like week 5 or something, or week um, 7 or something like that. It's been a while since, you know, they were able to even win their first game, let alone 4 and after that, they just tend to lose every single game after that. feels like he should somehow be involved in what is going on because this is his team. And the Texans should also understand that everything this team has went through this season, that's players, and most importantly, your star player needs to be the one who gives the input so and the ones who give them some type of direction because obviously the front office staff do not know what it is they need so bring in a player to tell you what it is that you need um this is something that texas fans do not want to hear texas fans do not want to hear about their star quarterback their franchise player requesting the trade or hearing about how furious he is at his staff or anything like that and I think also that it kind of brings the fans to like a sense of anger because fans know what this team is capable of but they can't seem to get it together in the front office it's almost as if the front office is halting the um, team from reaching its highest point of success. Me being from Houston, uh, me always rooting from the ho- for the home team, I definitely do believe that the front office are the ones who are stopping the Texans from winning Super Bowls. The Texans most definitely have what it takes to win the Super Bowl. The Texans have had what it takes to win the Super Bowl for the past four, three, four, five years. The Texans have had a team that was good enough to win a Super Bowl. But something in that front office staff is always off and it's always stopping the Texans from reaching their next level of success. So they finished 4-12 this season. They finally got rid of Bill O'Brien. They finally got um, you know, rid of Bill O'Brien, which a lot of people felt like he should have been exited out a long time ago. But not only did they, did Bill Bryan lead the Texans, throughout the past three years, the Texans have lost a handful of players. Some of those players include Javion Clowney, Jonathan Joseph, Kareem Jackson, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Stills, and Will Fuller. Will Fuller did get suspended for these last games. But I do, I, me personally, I do not think the Texans are going to bring him back on this season because it's the Texans. They tend to get rid of their good players. That's just something that they do. Um, so you had all of this. You finally got rid of Brian. 
But you also lose all these players who were all a part of teams that could have won the Super Bowl. So it's like, well, where do the Texans stand now? They have like a whole new and fresh team. Like looking at the Texans this season, I didn't recognize anybody. I'm like, where are all the players? Where are all the players that were on these teams to the point where the Texans could have went all the way and possibly won the Super Bowl if they just had the right front office staff, including the head coach at the front of the line? So you have a franchise player who has seen all of these great players go out the window, and it's kind of like he's in the stand of, okay, they're letting all these players go, but they're not giving me anyone who I can use to help us get to that level. They're not letting me put my insight or my input on who we should bring in for general manager. And the entire head coach head coach um, scenario was that everyone, including Texans players, including Deshaun Watson, wanted Eric Bigamy from the Kansas City Chiefs to come in and become the head coach. They all expressed that. They all were vocal about that. But what do the Texans front office do? They don't even interview the man. So here, you're, here it is, your franchise player telling you who they want on this coaching staff on, in this front office, and you just don't listen to a word that he has to say. How does that make sense? How does you try to keep your team who you know have the potential to win? How do you keep them there? How do you make them happy if you do not want to take at least in consideration what it is that they have to say, especially your franchise player who is only 25 years old and has only shown a little bit of what he can do and has so much to show in his career, who is so young to weigh, there's a possibility that he will be with the Texans for 10 plus more years because of how young he is. But you will not be able to get him to that um, space if you do not give this man what it is that he wants. So Watson did, um, did sign a $156 million contract. And in that contract, it was a no-trade clause. However, if Watson is unhappy, he can still push for a trade or he can hold out to where the, t- the Texans are forced to trade him. A lot of people do that. They do that in basketball with, like, Anthony Davis, and they do it in football. You know, you saw that with um, Le'Veon Bell and, you know, different things like that. But it's just it's just so crazy how your franchise quarterback is so unhappy about what's going on that he wants to be traded. And not only that, he wants to be traded to Miami. I mean, when you look at Miami's team, Miami definitely has potential. But Miami hasn't been able to do – at one point they, they were doing good, but it's just like they just kind of, you know, fell off again. But I started thinking about them, like, well, maybe Miami have a front office staff that Deshaun Watson may think he can work with. Maybe they have a coach Deshaun Watson think he can work it, work with. Maybe they, maybe he thinks that his voice may be heard with the Miami Dolphins because they're not being heard right now with the Houston Texans. So that's how I kind of had to look at that situation as far as, well, why would he want to go to Miami? He see Miami has struggles, but he see Miami has a team a team that can win. Deshaun is a phenomenal quarterback. He thinks he has what it takes to go ahead and give Miami what it is that they want, and that is to win. 
So I can kind of definitely see why it is that he shows Miami. Because at first, I was like, okay, Deshaun, are we looking at the same Miami Dolphins here? Or do you know a different Miami Dolphins teams? But I can definitely see those two things being the reason why Deshaun may want to, you know, go to a team like Miami. Um, if you just look back at the Texans and you look back at everything Deshaun Watson has been through for the past couple of years that he has been on the Texans, it's almost as if everything he has done was a waste of time. If you see, there was a clip going around at the end of the game where J.J. Watt had apologized to Deshaun Watson for only being 4-12 and 12 and basically wasting a year, which was totally true. They did waste a year of Deshaun Watson's time. This year, even though the Texans were not good, they were good at some days, but they couldn't make it to, you know, pass the first round of playoffs. I strongly believe that this year was a complete waste for Deshaun Watson. He wasn't able to accomplish anything he wanted this year. And even if he was, he did make history as far as the Texans, as far as like pass, pass yards or something like that. But I feel like all of that is going to be overshadowed because your team was 4-12. and 12. So if you're breaking these records, it's kind of like, well, how can I be happy of that if my team is 4-12? My team can only win four games. We lost 12 games in this in the entire season. Like, the Texans haven't been this bad since probably, like, what, uh, three, four years ago. Like, the Texans have been on a good path for the past couple of years. But it all comes down to the front office staff and them not doing what it takes to make their players happy so that their players can win. Um, with the Houston Texans, what's one thing that we all see is the biggest problem for Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans? I'm pretty sure that we're all saying the offensive line. Deshaun Jackson has been sacked too many times since he has entered this league. Just in 2018, he was sacked over 60 times in a single season. There has been times this season where he was sacked eight times, 12 times, seven times, another seven times, another eight times. So it's like the offensive line is the main reason to why the Texans cannot reach the level of success they want to reach. Because they have an O-line that does not protect their quarterback. How is it that you have this franchise quarterback but you give him an O-line that can't even snap a ball right to even get on the ball or hold the defense back for at least five seconds so he can even throw the ball. How can you, like, what else do you expect? So even though I, like, as I'm, as I'm talking about this and as I see all of this, I kind of see where Deshaun is going with his frustration. I kind of see why it is that he's so frustrated. Deshaun is only 25 years old. If they do not get an O-line to protect this man the way he needs to be protected, they will they will hurt his and bang his body up so bad to where he would not be able to play like he can. He's going to be done by the time he is 30 years old. Because he's sacked too many times. They're just beating him up every single time. I don't know if y'all saw that Pittsburgh game, but that Pittsburgh game was hard to watch. Like, he was getting hit so hard by Pittsburgh defense. All them big guys, J.J.'s brother included, they were 
like hammering him. And what do the old line do when he's sacked? They look around like they don't know what's going on. They look around like they don't see that he's been sacked. They looking around like, oh, okay, well, I guess, I guess I didn't see that one. Like, how long should you see that? How do how do you not see, or how can you hold this defense to to protect your quarterback? As the online, that is your main focus. Your main focus is the quarterback. The quarterback's life almost is in your hands. You don't protect this quarterback, the wrong hit can happen to that quarterback that can not only end his season, but end his career. And you that is something that you cannot do as an O-line. There's no way that your quarterback should be sacked over 60 times in a season. It's unacceptable. It's very, very unacceptable. And it's just so, you know, frustrating to see you know, just because Deshaun Watson is a great player, and it's just so frustrating to see him always doing his best, doing his all throughout this season. We have seen Deshaun Watson win these games, but because other things fell out of play, whether it was the defense or special teams or even sometimes the offense, that he's not able to get a physical win because all of that is happening. And that is just so crazy. Um, that's just so crazy. Um, it's just so crazy to me. It's so mind-blowing to me. Like, I, like I'm telling y'all, like, as I'm talking about this, I kind of see what it is that Deshaun means and why he's so frustrated. Because if you can't, he's probably thinking, like, okay, well, the general manager isn't, not the general manager, the owner isn't listening to me. They don't want to hear my inputs. Not only that, I'm getting beat up every single game. He has to think about his career. If if that means that he needs to move on to a um, different team who, whose O-line can protect him, maybe that's what it is he needs to do because it seems like the Texans continue continue to have the same offensive line for the past three, two, three years, and they constantly see that they're not doing anything to protect their star player. And I just don't understand that. But let me ask y'all a question. If you think this was a Tom Brady, a Drew Brees, a Peyton Manning, a Eli Manning, a Patrick Mahomes, a Russell Wilson, do you think if any of them players told their GMs or their owners that they want this to happen, they don't like that, they don't like that either, you think they will listen? Yes, they will listen because they're trying to make sure they keep their star player. They're trying to make sure that they keep the people who is going to make their team win. And not only that, who's going to bring their team money? They know that in order for them to keep this money coming in, keep this player around, they need to do what that player asked them to do. And that is what the Texans do not understand about their players. You see that with Deshaun Watson. You saw that with like DeAndre Hopkins. You see that, you know, sometimes with J.J. Watt. J.J. hasn't been the best this season, but we can't take away J.J.'s success. J.J. has done a lot, but it's just like something is just missing. There's something missing. And I feel like, like I keep saying, the Texans have what it takes to win a Super Bowl. The Texans are actually, like, predicted to win a Super Bowl sometime in this decade because of the pieces they have, because of the quarterback they have. So if your quarterback is not happy and your quarterback is not being able to 
put his inside on this and say what it is he needs to say, then you're not going to win a Super Bowl. And that's period. There's no way that can happen. The players must be happy. The players are the franchise. The owners and all that may have the money, but the players is what's going to keep that organization up and running. And that's just the bottom line of it. Um, It's just, you know, so much if we could talk about with the Texans. I did a video before about the Texans and everything, you know, they have. And just to go back on this whole getting Deshaun the pieces that he needs. So so the Texans do have eight picks coming up in the 2021 draft. But because of a 2019 trade with Miami, they don't have no first round or no second round picks. They're not going to have third round and fourth round picks. They finished 4-12 of the season, but they're only going to have third and fourth round picks. What good is that going to do with them? If they try to do a trade, they can't even trade for picks because nobody wants a third and a fourth round pick. So the Texans are in a really bad situation. And maybe Deshaun sees that and he's trying to leave. Do I believe that Deshaun should leave? No, I don't. I do not believe that he should leave. Um, I think that he should at least stay, you know, one more year and see what happens. Fight for what's happening. Um, Calvin McNair did come out and make a statement saying that Deshaun Watson is their quarterback. He's their player. He's not going anywhere. So they will talk. Once Deshaun, um, you know, gets back from vacation, I mean, vacation. Well, he kind of is on a vacation, but he's on vacation as well. But at the same time, it's like, why did it take their report coming out for you all to see that there's an issue? You saw that it was an issue when you didn't bring him in the um, interview room, which when you was um, talking to um, Nick Casero. Like, and then on that, he comes from New England. Then Bill O'Brien comes from New England. So are we really about to have change up in here, or is it about to be... 20 um 2010 to 2020 all over again we need fresh faces and not only that and i i saw another article you know talking about um you know like different demographics and you know, different things like that the um demographics for the testings is definitely one-sided um that's something else that needs to be addressed i salute romello carnell you know he did he did what he could, you know, as the head coach. Uh, he has, like, you know, his, um, you know, like history or whatever in this league, you know, with, like, the Cleveland Browns and all that. But, of course, you know, he came here on defense. He has what it takes. But I think by the time he came in, I think the Texans were already just over it. And they were just, you know, trying to basically, I think, you know, get the season over. But the demographics of the Texans, I also think, does have another huge role in what's going on. There needs to be some type of diversity on the Texans. And I think that's what Deshaun is fighting for. Deshaun is a young player. He understands what it is that young players want. He understands what players like him want. And so I think that's why he's pushing for some type of diversity or some other types of demographics to be on this um, Texans organization. And I agree as well. Um, of course, you know, they probably had people in the past, you know, take – the general manager jobs, but it was messy situations. It wasn't a good situation. It came down with them, you know, like stepping down. And, you know, it was just, I don't know. It just wasn't good. But I do think that he is fighting for a diverse, in the diverse, you know, coaching staff. And I agree that there should be a diverse coaching um, staff. And I think that he should, I think that he should see what happens. 
And then if it's not there, then he should, you know, definitely take his talents every elsewhere because we all know that the Texans is going to waste the Sean Watson's time if he does not get – if he does not win the Super Bowl. If he continues to stay here, they ain't going to do nothing, you know, but waste his time. And they have wasted his time this year included. And so it's just, you know, just, you know, kind of, you know, frustrating to see. Um, and I kind of, I, as a someone who roots for the Texans, who roots for the home team, I do not want to see Deshaun Watson go because Deshaun Watson is like one of the greatest things the Texans have had in a very long time. That Texans have never had a quarterback in history like they have in Deshaun Watson. In history, the Texans have never had a quarterback that gave the fans hope that gave the organization hope. But it's that front office staff that seems to be haunting anything that this team can do, anything that this quarterback can do. And so, like I said, I could go on and on talking about this. I'm pretty sure this will not be the last time I want to talk about this because I'm going to try to report these, you know, as they come. As they come. Um, I just want to, you know, touch on this very quickly. I don't want to sit here and talk you all's ear off. Even though I know y'all, I could talk about sports all day and talk about so I'm type like I could do like stats and stuff but I like to sometimes get like deep into the problem like I understand I like to understand the why this is happening like I like to you know understand the stats but I like to dig deep down and figure out well why is this happening like what is the issue and what's going to be the resolution like I kind of like to dig a little bit deeper you know into what the issue is that's why I kind of brought up that whole demographic and diverse thing because I could talk about the sex, I could talk about how many times he was sacked and all that, but I like to, you know, dig deep down and understand the root of the problem. And I feel like that's what I like about my podcast. Um, I don't just talk numbers, like, no, we're gonna talk about the nitty gritty here. Like, I'm gonna try to be as, you know. I don't want to be, you know, just blunt, but some things, if I see that it's going to be like that, then I don't have, you know, a problem saying it. And so, but I do think that there is a lot that the testing needs to consider. And I definitely do do believe that the testing needs to bring some diversity into their organization, front office staff. And we will just see what will happen in the next couple of weeks and see what happens, you know, when it comes to draft, NFL draft. And all that, and if Deshaun is going to stay or if they're going to let him go, I know personally think they're going to let him go, but he, like I said, he can't hold out. So we would just honestly see y'all like how this happened. Um, but yeah, like I said, I could talk about this all day, but I am going to go ahead and end this episode here. Like I said, please make sure to go over to our Instagram and our Facebook at the Bliss Goddess to go ahead and see all the content we have. Go ahead and shop our Bliss Goddess merchandise. And this also will be put on my personal YouTube channel or Dorinisi. So make sure you all go and check. If you want to check that out there as well, then go ahead and do that. And I will see you all in episode five. Stay safe, stay blessed, and thank you all so much for listening.